Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow podcast. It's the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here, and we don't just talk about it. We give you all the play by play, we give you the nuggets, all the how to's, we give you the playbook. Now, if you have missed the show for a few days, don't worry. It wasn't a technical glitch on your part. I haven't recorded for a few days because I myself have been a little under the weather. I've had this tickle in my throat that wouldn't let me talk for a long period of time without coughing. And I'm almost 100%. I'll probably have to take a few extra breaths today, uh, but I'm going to try to get back on track. I'm going to record a short podcast today and then we'll see how it goes. And with any luck, we'll be back on track moving forward. So. In light of the virus, I want to share with you my thoughts on how you, as a leader, can respond to the situation in a positive way. Be sure to check out all of our other full episodes and our two-minute drills. And if you love what you hear, there's nothing more that we would like than for you to subscribe and to share our podcast. And you can find us on your favorite podcast player. All you got to do is search for the letters PXP and look for the podcast called Play by Play with Jamie Yarrow. Now, if you can't find us on your favorite player, let us know. Send us an email to ask at pxppodcast.com, and we'll work to get it added. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I am Jamie Yarrow, and kickoff is counting down. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you may be listening today, I'm live from the Clawfus. It is episode number 42, and this episode is brought to you by Two Sons Woodworking. Check them out on Facebook at Two Sons Wood. They make farm tables and rustic coffee bars and custom nightstands and all sorts of stuff. If you can dream it, if it's rustic and you can dream it, or you can draw it, they can probably build it. In fact, today they just delivered a huge 12-foot farm table with matching benches. Go check it out on their Facebook page. It's pretty neat. Check out all the photos of what they can do, and maybe there's something that you just can't live without. Today's episode is about being leader-like in the face of all this virus stuff. So I wish that I had the voice to be able to record daily over the past week or so because I've had tons of thoughts uh, that I wanted to share with you, and I think that you know there's, there's things that you can do as a leader to help your teams walk through this crisis. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that just wasn't in the cards. My voice wasn't going to hold up. And so we'll pick up here where we can. I was talking to a friend the other day about uh, some of the talking points that he needed to deliver to his team. He was asking me, what should I tell them? And he, he supervises about, I don't know, 15, 20 people, something like that. And he didn't really know what to tell them. And so my message to him, which is really no different than I would tell most, is simply this, be honest with the information that you have, and and try to instill hope. Now look, in situations like this, you're going to be tempted and, and sometimes maybe even prompted to deliver promises or to, you know, to speak promises that you may or may not be able to keep. In times of uncertainty such as this, the worst thing that you can do is to be disingenuous or dishonest. The people that work for you, your teams, Like, they have feelings, right? They have families. Look, they have obligations. They have concerns. Now, all these things are very real. And your role as a leader is to bring a sense of calmness in the storm. 
your role right now of being leader-like is perhaps more important than maybe any other time of your leader career. People are looking to you for a sense of confidence. They want to know that it's going to be okay, regardless of what the outcome is or will be. If you're positive, they're going to feed off that energy. They will model the behavior and the temperament that you set forth, whatever that is. You have to be consistent. To the extent that you can, you want to deliver a consistent message. Now look, on the other hand, if you bring doom and gloom or, or you, you, you spread confusion or uh, you, you're always talking in mixed messages, then you're going to get that similar reaction from your team. They're going to model the same behavior that you exhibit. Look, regardless of the worst case scenario, it's not your job to paint a picture of how bad it can be. You want to be realistic, yes, but not doom and gloom, right? You've got a more important job than that. It's important that your message brings hope to the team. Your company, your team, they still have a job to do. And the best way to ensure that that happens is to exhibit leader-like traits and to continue to foster a sense of followership in your people, right? If you can express your love for them and your understanding of their struggles and their unique challenges that, that each one of them faces, whether it's their own personal challenges or challenges that they face with their family, single parents, they face different challenges than two-parent households. People with uh, you know, ailing parents, they face different challenges during this than other people do. There's a lot of different challenges that people face, and you've got to be sensitive to all of those unique challenges that everyone faces. They're going to follow you through the thick and the thin of the crisis if you can show understanding and you can show them love and you can show them empathy to their challenges. That's exactly what you need to be doing. You need them to understand that you have their best interest at heart and that to your best, to the best of your ability, you're going to do everything you can to take care of them. Now, that doesn't mean that you make promises that you can't keep. Now, I was chatting with a business owner yesterday morning, and I was expressing to him the need to be honest and to be transparent with the information on hand. And so what I mean by this is promise only the things that you know you can keep. If you don't know, then don't promise. Let me give you an example. If your company had to shut down due to a quarantine or to lack of revenue, uh, you just don't have the clients coming in anymore or your customers, you know, you're in a service business and they're not calling you or you're in a retail business and, and the customers just aren't there. How long could you afford to pay your people? If the answer is, I don't know, then that's what you should be saying. If the answer is one week and you know without a shadow of a doubt that you can pay everybody for a week, then maybe it's okay to share that. Don't say that you're going to pay them you know, indefinitely, or you're going to pay them until business come back, if that's not what you can do. It's okay to tell them that you'll do everything you can. Now, what that looks like, we just don't know yet because we don't even know what tomorrow looks like. But whatever we can do, we will. It's okay to tell them something like that because that instills hope. And that is all your teams can ask for. That's all they're looking at you for is, is just to get a sense of hope. If you're a leader, 
I'm going to title I'm going to title you with something different for the the foreseeable future. You are now the CHO. And that stands for the Chief Hope Officer. Because it's your job to instill a sense of hope in your teams. And I want you to be the CHO. They're looking to you for leadership. They have a job to do, but frankly, they're concerned about what tomorrow looks like and their effectiveness in the workplace is going to be hindered based on their concerns. They can't focus on their job because they're worried about their family and they're worried about tomorrow and they're worried about pay. And they're wor- and all those are real. They're valid. But if you can put their mind at ease, even a little bit, that tips the scale towards them being more efficient and a more productive member of the team. Let's not forget, if the business is not successful, nobody gets paid. Look, I want to be the nicest guy in the world, but the reality is that business must go on. And we can't wait for the government to bail us out. And we can't assume that the well never never is going to run dry because that's just not reality. We've got to be able to move forward. We've got to be productive. We've got to be able to keep the doors open. And to do that, we need our people, our teams to all be effective. And that's where you need to come in and you need to instill a sense of hope. So that they can get their minds off the crisis and get their minds onto the task at hand. One of the things that I have an exorbitant amount of experience in is leading in chaos or in crisis. And I spent nearly 20 years uh, as a fire medic or a flight medic on a medevac helicopter or uh, an officer in charge of teams. And through that, one of the most significant traits that you need to possess as a leader in crisis or chaos is the ability to be flexible. I've taken care of countless patients who were severely, you know, injured or critically ill. And throughout that patient care time, when you when you had that patient, you always had to remain flexible. You never knew what might happen next. And in order to, to be the most effective caregiver, you had to stay flexible. On the helicopter, you oftentimes didn't know what was coming next. You might find yourself in the middle of a cornfield at 2 a.m. getting ready to deliver a baby in the dark by flashlight. You just never knew what was going to come next. You had to stay flexible. Now, we know what today brings, but but tomorrow might be a whole new story. There might be some new rules that are coming out, some new recommendations, some new guidelines by the government or the CDC or healthcare providers. And again, your team is going to be looking to you for leadership in the face of change. Now, we all know that change is one of the most challenging things for people to accept. Now, add a crisis to the mixture, and you end up with a extremely tough situation for a lot of people to deal with. Some people can't handle change by itself, let alone when you add chaos or crisis to the mix. Now, how you handle change, you, the CHO, how you handle change is going to set the tone for how your teams react. If you take change in stride, you look at the facts. This is what I always like to do is I like to look at the facts I have at hand and then I make a decision based on those facts. That's all you can do. You can't make a decision on the unknown. So you look at the facts you have at the time and you make a decision. Your team is likely going to follow you. But if you buck that change... If you resist the recommendations of the authorities and the healthcare providers, you resist the recommendations of the CDC or the president when he puts out, hey, don't gather of more than 10 people at a time. 
you can't expect much more from your people. Look, during times of crisis, the last thing that we want is to give people a reason to be negative or to gossip or to be caught up in drama. Don't be a negative Nancy during a crisis situation. You need to be focused on positive energy, positivity. Negative things only make crisis, only make chaos worse. You got to snuff it out. Where there's negativity, there is a lack of productivity. Where there's negativity, there's concern. Where there's negativity, there's fear. Where there's negativity, there is reluctance. You can stop all that. You can be a leader in the face of all of that. Be a positive influence in the face of negativity. Don't stick your head in the sand. Be aware of what's going on around you. I can promise you this. Your teams are paying attention to the news. So don't ignore it. Be informed. Make good, common sense decisions that give your team that confidence that that you genuinely care about them and their families. It's okay to explain to them that there is still a job to do. Look, they get it. Like, that's common sense, right? They don't really believe that the money in the company is a never-ending supply. They know that work has to be done. But they just want someone to someone to know they they want to feel that someone cares for them and they want to feel that their their needs are being considered they want to they want to know that their feelings that their concerns that their fears all those things are being taken into consideration look so do that take them into consideration be the CHO look at all the facts and make the best decision for all those involved you can be a leader that emerges stronger or weaker following a crisis. It'll all depend on how you conduct yourself when you and your team are walking through the fire together. Are you going to be a CHO or not? Well, that's all the time I got for you today. I think we made it through. My voice made it through, so I'm pretty excited about that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of PXP Play-by-Play. Look, I know that virus is the only thing we're talking about today, but I wanted to bring a a little different message Leaders have a responsibility in the face of crisis, in the face of chaos. And I think that you can be a change agent to bring positive energy to the situation. Be sure to check out all our other episodes and our two-minute drills. You can find those again on your favorite podcast player. All you got to do is search for PXP and click on the Play-by-Play with Jamie Yarrow podcast. This episode, again, was brought to us by Two Sons Woodworking. Check them out on Facebook at Two Sons Wood. Thanks for listening, and most of all, I hope that something that we said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. My name is Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have a fabulous evening.